Who wraps a burger in lettuce? Vegetarians. If you're going to eat a burger, you're going to eat gluten, or you're going to eat nothing but patty. What if you're gluten intolerant? Then don't eat. Oh, well. You're going to hear first, folks. No. John hates people. I, uh, I, John hates all people. I just think gluten's fine, and if you have a, a serious problem with it, that's one thing. I don't know. I like <laughs> wait, wait, like on an ide- uh, ideological level. No, the opposite, a physiological. Oh. If you have an ideological problem with gluten, you can f off. Well, I just don't like gluten's stance on abortions. Uh, gluten is very pro-abortion. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. We mean like enforcing them on on purpose? Oh, it's extremely <laughs> like, pro-abortion. Like, <laughs> Mandatory. It's not pro-choice. It's only pro-abortion. <laughs> yeah, there is no choice. There is no choice. It if is you get mandated. pregnant, no, no, not even then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> everyone <laughs> has to have. Or give an abortion. <laughs> no. Every... Awful. This is something we can't put in the podcast. Hi, dear listeners. And Sounds weird when you say Why well, no, it's stupid. It's Why would you tell me to say that? <laughs> Sounds weird when you say hi, don't do that. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where you talk up. A- <laughs> Just give it one more try. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And the codfish lays 10,000 eggs. The homely hen lays one. The codfish never cackles to tell you what she's done, and so we scorn the codfish while the humble hen we prize, which only goes to show you it pays to advertise. And I'm John. And together we're Henry and John, back at it again, hitting you with those Bartlett quotes at the top of the episode. Yeah, I just, uh, I saw that you dropped your book and I thought that I could, uh, just pick up where you left off. I don't think we ever introduced the quoting or where it's coming from or anything like that. I think we just threw them in with no explanation. Well, we should start citing. Well, I'm just saying. So that, that came from this Bartlett book that sits, sits on my, uh, table where we do our recording in the zero credit studio apartment. Oh, and, uh, if any of the listeners out there are wondering if it is really a book, John, stop hitting me with the book. Okay, fine. There was another way to do that, and you chose the wrong way. I could have taken a picture of it. You could have taken a picture of it and put it on the podcast. I could have encoded it in the metadata of the podcast so that when people look at it through a spectrograph, they see a picture of the Bartlett book. Wait, is that like is that like microfiche? No, it's like, you know that video game Doom? Oh yeah, Doom. Yeah, if you, uh, if you look at the sound files in, like, a special program, they look like devil heads and sixes. Was that on purpose, or yes. was that by accident? <laughs> no, totally by accident. <laughs> 20 years later, it comes out, and the programmer, the sound programmer calls another programmer, I don't know how to make a video game, and he's like, Dave? Dave, did you make the sound files look like skulls? And Dave's like, 
No. That's pretty chilling. Cold open to a house episode. Yeah. House? Haunted house. Oh, now we riffing. All right, so... (laughs) Let's how we riffin. Let's get guys. I, I just want to introduce you to uh, the newest iteration of Zero Credits. Zero Credits subtitle. Now we riffin. Now we riffin. Uh, it's a whole arc. We're gonna introduce a new character, uh, riffin, mm-hmm. and all he does is riff. And then by the end of it, we'll all be more powerful than we were before. Kind of like Star Wars. So. I was thinking like Dragon Ball Z. Oh. Like how we all, like, we just keep getting more powerful, but then we just deal with the same old shit. Like fighting people. Why didn't Goku just blow up the earth? Why would he blow up the earth? He loves the earth. Solve problems. They're building up to another big uh, tournament arc called the the, uh, Tournament of Power. Oh, isn't every tournament a tournament? I'm sorry, have the other tournaments in Dragon Ball Z been like the Tournament of Haggling? No, No, it's the Tournament of Punching People. No, 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 but this one is going to feature everyone from the entire universe together under one tournament roof to finally, once and for all, determine who's got the most power. Ah. We're talking fan favorites like Master Roshi. Oh, yeah. Tien. Uh-huh. Yamcha, maybe. I have no idea. Chaozu, maybe. Maybe some of the androids get in on the mix. Oh, yeah. Android 23. Yeah, the one with the red hair. Yep. The one with the black hair. Yep. Is it weird that I only identify them by their hair color? Uh, not that weird. What, Dr. Giro. Dr. Giro. Cell. These are other characters from an anime that I could name. And, and here, are, there are new ones who are like Egyptian gods. I don't know. I have not been following this. Okay, hold on. I know that we have a whole thing planned for the podcast. Okay. But can we talk about Dragon Ball Z for a second? We can talk about Dragon Ball Z for one second. What the fuck? Starting from where? Okay, so... Uh, I, like a lot of people my age and younger, really liked Dragon Ball Z growing up. I was a huge fan of it. I was also a huge fan of the show. And I feel like it is something that could be studied by people who study fiction. Because the, the exponential arc of the Dragon Ball franchise is unspeakably insane. Well, what, do you, what makes you say that about this... Well-written, very well-monitored show. So I know that one of the things that we often talk about is there's there's a trap you can fall into if you're making the sequel of something where you're trying to make it bigger and more badass. Yes, that is a trap. You kind of throw away quality storytelling to just up the stakes. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we mentioned that in our Stranger Things supplemental reading, which you need to check out if you haven't already. And if you love Stranger Things and have seen season two. Yeah. So imagine if you use the principle of bigger and more badass and you iterated on that every few months for hundreds of months. You mean something like 20 or so years? Yeah, if over 20 years you never got the memo to dial it back and focus on your storytelling and you just made things more insane than they were three months ago, you'd end up with with regular alien Saiyan people who can... Ascend to more powerful 
levels of, of a power that's, that are unfathomable for a human fighting a literal god. So, you know, you can have things like a series that starts being a, a fun, like, send-up and tribute to Chinese mythology that tells a story in, like, a, a really interesting way. Journey to the West, look it up. Wait, wait, so you're telling me the original Dragon Ball was supposed to be, like, so, like a, a, the Monkey King? Yeah, absolutely. Goku was a monkey, there was a pig, there was a wolf, Yamcha was the wolf. What? Yeah. What was, Absolutely. Uh, what was the Red Ribbon Army? Uh, the Red Ribbon Army was... Good question. The Russians. You're now right. let's move on. Imagine that, a really cute kid show, and it eventually, over the course of years and years and years, turns into a TV show in which giant muscular golden gods are fighting in other dimensions. And they're fighting literal gods. Yeah, literal gods. Because now, like, literally one of the characters, I think, is the god of destruction? Sure. Who I think visited Egypt and looks like a cat? Sure. Yeah, you know, get in that Egyptian mythology. So I watched all of Dragon Ball Z, and that was pretty much it for me. But if you look through time at where that series went, it continued. Oh, yeah. For, like... Ten more years to get more insane than it was. And, and it, it did end at, at a certain point. Well, thank God for that. But then they decided, somebody decided, somebody who owned the property decided to do a cut of the original footage and called it something. I forget what it was called. You mean the, the like the reissue where they remastered it and made the story more concise? Exactly. Dragon Ball Z Kai, I think? I think that's what it was. And the uh, the original creator of Dragon Ball Z... Akira Toriyama. ...watched Kai and did not like it. And did not like it so much that he thought, Oh, I'm going to make a new... I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring back Dragon Ball Z for one movie. Oh, good. And put a real ending on, on this because I don't like what GT did. I don't like what Kai's doing. So let me, the creator, come back. And it was so popular... This, this one movie event. That they made another one. And another one. And then eventually they're like, we're just bringing it back. It's called Dragon Ball Super or something like that. Sure. And now there's a whole... It's just... it's it, It's been revived. It's fascinating to me because Dragon Ball Z is a trashy show. What do you mean trashy? No, it, it is... It is a very well-balanced, time-honored tradition. Yes. Of trashiness. I don't see why how it's trashy. If you, on average, take all of all of Dragon Ball Z and all of its stuff, it's like blown out power fantasy weird garbage that I love. But hidden within that is actually one of the best animes ever, which is the start of Dragon Ball to the end of the Frieza thing. Wait, what about the Cell Saga? No. Wait. Everything after that is weird power creep garbage, but if you take Dragon Ball and you do Dragon Ball Z all the way up to the very end of the Frieza saga, where Goku just dies, and that's the end, great show. Also, spoilers for an anime that came out 30 years ago. I disagree, because then you got the Cell saga. And then, and then, and then, oh, then things start going downhill with the Majin Buu stuff. Maybe, okay. And then there was GT... 
GT was terrible. Maybe the canonical best is to say the series, the the best possible series, is Dragon Ball to the end of the Frieza saga. And then after that, there's like an OVA or whatever that's just the Cell saga. (laughs) And that's it. That's all you get. No, no. You gotta gotta keep going. You gotta watch. You have to watch the series devolve into the mind or the, the craziness that is... People trying to recreate what was so good. It's a good lesson on trying... Like, like, just like the lesson we learn in Great Gatsby, you cannot live in the past. Yes. You have to <laughs> march dreadfully into the future. Here's an idea, Henry. What? So, we clearly have a certain amount of affection for Dragon Ball Z because we're throwing terminology out there like nobody's business. And this conversation is awful. Oh, you think you think there are people out there who cannot follow <laughs> at all? I don't think we should delve on it. I don't think we should stay on it. I think we should flee as quickly as possible to other subjects. We should flee, but I think it would be really interesting... If we, with a limited amount of knowledge of where this has gone, just watch the most recent movie and then talk about it. We could do that. No idea what led up to it, but just watch it. Well, I, I know, because I actually watched everything. Oh. I, I watched it all the way through. Oh. I watched the end of GT and I wept. Oh. For there were no more worlds to conquer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's not such a good idea. Maybe we watch, like, the latest episode, because I haven't kept up with that stuff. Or maybe we just let it die. Maybe, I mean, apparently the rest of the world's not going to let it die, but let's let this segment die. (laughs) Just like the Great Gatsby, we're going to let... Who gets hit by the car? Somebody gets hit by a car. Someone dies in a pool? Well, yeah, that's Gatsby. Oh, spoiler. (laughs) Uh, join us for the supplemental reading of The Great Gatsby, in which we, uh, spoil The Great Gatsby some more. Oh, yeah. No, we're not. Daisy? No. Daisy doesn't get hit by a car. She hits someone in a car. She hits somebody with a car. Not important. All right. All right, cool. John? What's up? I don't know if you know this, but it's December. Oh. And we're in the middle of December, which means we got, like, two weeks left in the year 2017. Yeah. We got to start preparing. Oh no! To render our judgments, John. No, please, not again. We have to determine what is, what was the best and no. what was the worst of 2017, John. The last best and worst I spent. How many hours are in a week? Whatever twenty four times seven that is. I spent double that in three days researching for the best and worst. Well, I'm I'm, so, I'm giving you more time now. Yeah, you're right. We got two weeks, so you could spend the same exact amount of time, <laughs> but stretched over... Wait, how did you spend more time that is in, normal, in a normal week preparing for the worst best? Hyperbolic time chamber. Oh, Dragon Ball Z. Wow. But... You dick. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? No, go ahead. Our listeners aren't going to know what a hyperbolic time chamber is. Hey, if you're listening to this and you know what I'm talking about, write in. Anyway. So we need to start preparing to render the judgments, but before we can do that, we need the categories, John. Oh, no. We need... Yeah, we need... What what areas are we going to render the the best and the worst? Uh, Should we do it just like we did last year? I think we should do it exactly how we did it last year. 
where I think we determined a, a, a few numbers. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea what that list was. It's It was so arduous and so long. Look, listeners, if, if you don't understand what the best and worst is, me and Henry have to figure out the best and worst things of existence within the year 2070. We have to meticulously research everything that existed, conceptual or real, during 2017. Well, that's why we came up with the 10 categories, and I believe we picked, like, maybe 8 of or 7 of them. Something like that. And we let the listeners determine the last 3? You're right! 7, and then they did the last 3! I think that's exactly what we did. You're right, probably! I don't know, remember what those categories were. Well, the thing about it is, the first 7 were just picked out of thin air. That's right, we had a bowl! Well, yes. Right? We had a bowl. We had a, we had a bowl to pick from the listener suggestions, but the ones that we came up with, we just set off the top of our heads, I think, and then the other person said yes to it. Okay. And if I recall correctly, I believe you were the one to come up with the categories, and I chose them. That might have happened. Do you want to reverse it this year so that you come up with the categories and I choose them? Yes. All right. I should get pen and paper. So I will give you the categories, and you will choose from those categories what we will pick the best and worst of. That sounds like a good. All right, so I'm just going to start spitballing. Uh, I'm going to start with food. I'm going to start with band. I'm going to start with song. We can do song. Best song of 2017? Best slash worst song of 2017? Yeah. That sounds like a plan to me. A uh, mushroom video game. Yeah. Best video game of 2017? Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Got to keep it going with a door fixture. Um, we got to keep it going with internet video. Ooh. Best internet video of 2017? That's a new one. That could be interesting. That's a new one. How do you know it's new? Uh, it just has to be from 2017. <laughs> No, I meant, I, I meant, how do you know it's a new category? Oh, because I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. Okay, and let's just throw out some some tried and true ones. Let's say, um, uh, written work. Let's say, uh, light fixture. Let's say, uh, internet meme. Let's say, monster movie. Let's say... Ah, uh, these are really tough to come up with. You, you want me to? You want to switch over to me suggesting? No. I think we did back and forth. Did we do back and forth? I think we did. Okay, then let's switch over to you. Cause man, my brain is tired. I can tell. I can tell. All right. Uh, let's do. Let's think. Uh, we could do like uh, headline. We could do. Of course, there's a, there's a tried and true like movie. Uh, we could do. Oh, movie! I like that one. Oh. <laughs> You shook your head no. I thought about it. All right, we could do the tried and true, like, news story. You really don't like that suggestion. All right, we could do the uh, new and improved television show. Yeah, there wasn't any good ones. Uh, We could do... um, Thing we heard. (laughs) Just... Okay, let's switch it back over to me. Switch it back at one. You suggested three. I suggested one. All right, let's switch over. Okay, Uh, let's go with TV show. That's what I Uh, said. Let's go with... It's your opportunity, Henry. Pick it if you like it. Oh, I don't like it. it. Okay. Uh, Best memory. 
Uh, let's see. Best new city we moved to. <laughs> that's that's an automatic. You're right. It's not even a, a worse. It would be the same. It answer. would be the same answer. Oh. Okay, switching it back over to you. <laughs> oh, what? We got. We got six. Oh wait, no. We got. We got three more to go. Three more to go to fill out. Um. Oh, we could do best book. No. All right. We could do. We already said video game. <laughs> the only things we care about. And you really don't like best headline. I really don't. All right. Uh, what about best moment? Best moment of 2017? Yeah, best and worst moment of 2017. It's uh, it's a broad one, but I'll take it. All right, we got moment. All right, how about best uh, company to fail? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What's the worst one of that? I don't know. They do really great. Okay, let's uh, let's say no to that one. No to that one. Um, I remember last year we we had best and worst political guffaw. We did. I don't want it to come back. Oh shit! I, but I, I I'm I'm offering it up, and you could say yay or nay. Best yeah. political guffaw. No. All right. Yeah, I feel it's, like... It's soiled ground this year. Because last year, and this is a weird talking point that it's interrupting with what we're doing, but last year, political guffaws were kind of like few and far between. Political guffaws were funny. They weren't a constant reminder that we're living in a dystopia. Yeah. All right. So uh, how about best worst law proposed? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> proposed law. Proposed law. Uh, let's uh, let's go with that one. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we got to do that one. That's gonna be a fun one. You you. So wait, do you hate this? And you're just trying to make it more difficult for no, us? No. No. Keep going. Uh, this is just. It's calling out to me. All right. It's all calling right. out to me like tables at a vegan restaurant. <laughs> That's a funny story. Uh, best slash worst uh, celebrity related news story. Best slash worst animal video. Best slash worst YouTube celebrity. You mean they had to have risen to prominence in 2017? I don't know. They, they always have like artist of the year awards. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so maybe like best slash worst YouTube celebrity that, that like did the best. I don't know how to phrase this. How about just a YouTube celebrity that we became aware of in the year 2017? I feel like that limits the zeitgeist to just us. True. Best slash worst... Oh, just best slash worst, like, entertainer of the year. Like, they had to be born this year? No, no, like, who did the best? Who did the best as an entertainer? Yeah, put it down. Yeah, yeah. How many we got left? One? Nope, that's it. Oh, really? That's all seven? Yep. Nice. So, the seven that we're, the seven categories that we will be discussing for best slash worst, and say about two weeks, right before the new year, will be song, video game, internet video, movie, moment, proposed law, and entertainer. That's a pretty wide variety. And so we got three more categories. And that's where you, dear listener, come in. We need you to suggest what you want to hear us talk about for best worst. And we're going to put all the suggestions in a bowl and pull for them to fill out the last three categories. And they better be great. 
Well, I mean, they're going to be great because they're going to be from our dear listeners. You're right. Our dear listeners that we love. So, we'll tell you how to submit those. I mean, submit them on Twitter, submit them on Facebook. We'll cover all that in the social media plug at the end of the episode. Yeah, and we'll reach out on, like, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, those things. And also, we'll start randomly emailing people, and hopefully we hit one of you. Yeah, thanks for being on the list. Yeah, the we don't have a list. Mailing list. We should have a mailing list, but we don't. Should we? I don't know. Is that an old thing or a new thing? Old, probably. Yeah. We're just going to put you on all the blasts. <laughs> Social media blasts. Working in a corporate environment is strange because people will walk up to you and go, Hey, were you in the blast? I was like, God, what? I hope not. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I don't want to be in the blast. Yeah, I... Working in a corporate environment is weird also because sometimes people will Photoshop pictures of you. Oh. In compromised positions. No, it was just a weird, like, so the marketing team is looking for pictures of everyone to put into the, the holiday slideshow, because everybody has to be equally represented. And so I, I was passing by the marketing people, and one of them was like, there's a picture of you that you need to see. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of me at this stupid Easter event, and I'm walking around looking for eggs. I did air quotes. And in the background, they had photoshopped that walking picture of Leonardo DiCaprio where he's all happy and, like, his head's tilted. And, uh-huh. And it was I mean, it was funny, but I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, my work will photoshop pictures sometimes. You know what's weird? What's weird? Here's something that I just experienced today. What's your experience today? Social work functions. You mean, like... Mandatory happy hours? Not mandatory happy hours, just people... I was put into a team in my job today, and they're like, hey, the entire team is going to this place tomorrow night for happy hour and to play some, like, pinball and stuff, and everyone's welcome, and I've never had that before. Oh, well, get used to it. Is that normal? I think it's pretty normal for, like, team building and stuff like that, and really just stress relief... You know, things that... It's just a way to unwind and not work and get to know your co-workers a little better. So I'm doing that tomorrow night. Awesome. I'm going to be at a holiday party. We're both going to be partying. I'm just going to be at Dave and Buster's. I'm going to be at Dave and Buster's. Really? Tomorrow? We're going to meet each other at Dave and Buster's. Wait, are you guys really going? Because we have the entire floor rented out. I would change your plans. I'll look into that. I'll I'll see what's happening. Look into that, because... We're going to show up and burn down that Dave and Buster's. I would be happy with it. I don't want to go to my holiday party. But anyway, um, I thought you guys were going to go to pinballs. Is that a thing? It's a thing. Oh. You know, I think we're going to a different place. Not Dave and Buster's? I think it was described to me as being like Dave and Buster's. Okay. Bleep this out. It's called the main event. Oh, okay. That's a completely different place. Okay. Not going to bleep it out. Why would I bleep it out? Because then people will follow me to the main event. They can't. This comes out on Friday. Oh, you're right. (laughs) I'll still be there. (laughs) Anyway, I'll I'll bleep out. I'll bleep out everything you've said up till now. (laughs) So, John, speaking of things, I I remember at the top you said we had a plan for this this episode, a plan for this podcast episode. Oh, yeah. We should probably get to some of that. Yeah, probably. Because uh, I've just been winging it up till now, but I actually had something I wanted to talk about. Oh, please do. So, you know, Time Magazine. I haven't heard of it. You've never heard of Time Magazine? Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant 
the magazine about time. No, Time Magazine, which is a magazine that talks about things happening. Isn't it an acronym? Uh, yeah, the interesting um, uh, meat entertainment. That's not what it is. Oh, Triumphant Institute of Management Education. The inner mind's eye. <laughs> I must be. Uh, Things I must earn. I Temporally must be, integrated monitoring of ecosystems. I must be completely miss. mis... Oh, I'm almost 100% certain time is not an acronym. Okay. Well, never mind. The inner mind's eye. So you know time. They... they they try. Oh, you mean the inner mind's eye? No, the magazine. Yeah, I'm trying to explain it. Okay, please. For our listeners who've never heard of Time Magazine, they explain cultural happenings in the moment. So the ze- the zeitgeist. Yeah, they they do our job for us. Oh man, but we do it so much better. <laughs> oh yeah, because we're two people and they're an entire organization. Yeah, they just all that extra weight slows them down. Mm-hmm. So every year they release a person of the year to sort of. Celebrate the people who are making the biggest waves, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a very historical sort of award. Like, pe- you know, people have, pe- famous people have won it. Yeah, famous people, such <laughs> as Hitler. Famous people. Hitler won it. Obama got it. Donald Trump got it. I think you can see the connection. <laughs> yeah. World leaders. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's the connection. And, uh... I- I don't know if you know this, John, but I actually won this award in 2006. Oh, when they did the mirror cover? No. What? They they made a... It's fine. Don't worry about it. No. The, it, the magazine said, the uh-huh. person of the year is you, and I was the one reading it. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was the Times person of the year. But if I were to read... What? If... No, you, you weren't there. Oh. You weren't there when I read the... So if I, if I were to go to eBay right now and I bought a... A Time magazine from 2006, and then held it up to myself. What would what would the result be? Well, it, it would show it would it would say you, mm-hmm. but I was the one who read it first, so it it means me. Okay. See, I, th- there's the cover right there. Yeah, it just looks gray on Wikipedia. I, I think it's supposed to be a mock-up of YouTube. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I I, I wasn't doing YouTube in 2006. Weird but, that you get the award then. Yeah, I know. I was, I was, I was still in high school. Oh, you might have been the youngest ever. Yeah, probably so. So I, you know, I just kind of want to weigh in on their on their decision this year, since you know, I'm I'm also a recipient. What what world leader did they give it to now? What Groucho Marx of industry did they give it to now? What's a Groucho Marx? Of industry. Somebody who makes fun of the industry? No, it's just like someone who's famous. Oh. Or in industry. Well, these people that won this award. What Barbara Streisand of manufacturing won it this year? These these individuals. Wait, are... what? Yeah, it's more than one person. What? Yeah. Person of the year? Well, yeah, so it's, I guess you could say people of the year. It's not that hard to understand. It's just like when they did in 2006. But there was you. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. Yeah, it was you. You're we're the person of the year. I was the person of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But I was... I'm John, so I don't know why you... Can... Look, it's not that hard to understand. Oh, the plural you. Yeah, the plural you. Yeah. For all of the me. Yeah. You... <laughs> 
You're the group that won it. I was the group that won it in 2006, and another group has won it this year. Breaking the streak. This is very... What? (laughs) What streak? You You had an ongoing streak of being the only group... To have won the Time Person of the Year award. Think, I'm sorry, the inner mind's eye, the Person of the Year award. I think other groups may or may not have won. I don't know the history of the award. Pop Quiz Led Zeppelin did not win. Okay. So this year, can I get to this? Yes, please. This is a very serious topic. Okay, I'm sorry. So last year, I don't know if you know this, but I think Donald Trump won it. Yeah. For, for making the most waves. Oh yeah, he made a lot of waves. And this year... Strangely enough, not strangely enough, it, it's a pretty big thing. If we're just looking at people who are who are making splashes in the zeitgeist, the uh, the people who are breaking the silence on sexual assault, oh, and Hollywood and, and politics, mm-hmm. they're making huge waves. They're making the biggest waves of 2017. They're making the biggest waves of the last few decades. Yeah, uh, Time has has affectionately called these people the silence breakers. Uh, too kitschy, but okay. I don't know. I, I they're breaking the silence on on sexual assault, and and they're they're featuring people like specific individuals who have come forward mm-hmm. to sort of like there's a stigma against people who are like try to raise their voice against sexual assault. They're afraid of being silenced, of not being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And here are here's Time Magazine putting them on the cover and featuring them as the person of the year. That's like the complete opposite. Yeah, maybe the the most. The most effective way to say, "Hey, you're you're not being bullied into your silence. You're being celebrated." Yeah, and they they went all out. They they feature pretty much everyone. They even give a shout out to Terry Crews. Oh, well, that's very good. Yeah, to show that it's not just women too. It's majority women, but also men are falling victim to us too. To this too. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I disagree with is they feature Taylor Swift. Wait, why would why? Uh, there was a story. Early 2016 with the radio DJ. That gross radio DJ. I mean, sure, that's... Yes, that's part of it. That that is part of it. But I I don't... I will not say that anyone's uh, claims are more or less valid than any other person. I also understand that time has to, like, pick super famous people. But I don't know. I mean, the good thing is, yes, she's on the cover, but she's... I mean, she's not in every picture... Mm-hmm. You know, she's not in everything. There's not an overexposure of Taylor Swift. Good. Look at that. Oh. Man, Time's really killing it with this page. Yeah. I like it. If you go to the uh if you go to the uh the website for Time and look at their person of the year page, at the very top is this slideshow of faces that goes by. Of all of the people that they're featuring. And it pauses a few times at... I guess at random. I, I can't tell. But it's just... It's, they're not... They're just looking at you. Mm-hmm. And something about that is, is, is powerful. Because they're being silent in this weird promotional thing. But they're being honored for not being silent. Yeah, it's powerful imagery for sure. So, yeah. I, I, I think this is a good move. I think this is... a the next step in this weird, not battle, but just happening that's going on with all of these sexual assault cases coming forward. And it's good to see somebody taking them seriously, celebrating them. And it's true that they're really making the biggest waves of 2017. Like, things are changing. Yeah, they're completely remaking an industry that has 
profited off of the exploitation of the exploitation and silencing of people for decades and decades and decades. And in some ways, maybe I might be reading into it too much, but this seems like a pretty solid rebuke of who they chose to be person of the year last year. Yeah, I mean, it's in, it's one year later. It, it, it seems like it's a direct, a direct response to the person that they picked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if a year later time can be like, hey, uh, we we got all these silence breakers. Forget about the time that we made a sexual predator person of the year. Forget about that. Because, like, we were breaking the silence on that one, you know, Time Magazine, Inner Mind's Eye over here. You know, just uh, just putting the, the big old face of a, of a big sexual predator up on them. It's me, Time Magazine, your friend. Look at all these silence breakers. But I, I feel like, I, and that's completely true, and I feel like that shows how far we've come just in one year, where last year, it, this was public knowledge still. Mm-hmm. This All of these, these I don't know... Actually, I don't know the chrono- chron- chronology. I don't know the timeline of when we learned about the, the 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 tape. It was before the election. It was before the election. All right. So then, yeah. So we were aware. Yeah, I think October, maybe. Okay. So and they did they did what they did anyway because maybe they felt the atmosphere is one of well oh they're just allegations or they're unproven but now we're giving weight to the allegations so much so that we're putting the silence breakers on the cover of Time. So it's just, we're in a completely different political environment now. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, and it shows how far we can come in a year, and who knows? Who knows what's going to happen next year? I hope it's an even better, I don't know, that's an odd thing to say that I hope it's an like even better, more progressive leap, because I don't know how you can get much more progressive than that, but maybe in a year we won't need people to break the silence, because we as people will understand that sexual assault is a shitty thing to do. Yeah, that would be great, but it's going to turn out... See, what if there's a weird curse about who time picks for person of the year, where that they become corrupted somehow... Like oh, so, no. like like Hitler became mm. evil or was evil the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump was evil. Became being, president, became, which is so much worse than what he was. And so maybe the, it's going to turn out like the silence breakers like dodge their taxes or something. No, every single one of them tax dodger. I feel like they file uh, jo- jointly. I mean, they are a person now legally. They are legally now one entity. They are the silence breakers. I know that's plural, but it's still one group. I wonder how they sign that. Is it like breakers, comma, silence? Each one of them. I, I don't know what order, but each one of them draws a little bit of, of a line of, of the letter, the current letter, until the entire thing is spelt. Oh, man, that's going to be a nightmare come census time. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Wait, you can file your taxes digitally, so I guess tax time is fine. Man, does their attorney have, like, a durable power of attorney on all of the silence breakers? <laughs> There's actually... They each actually get one attorney. <laughs> okay. But the attorneys are one person but, together. Yeah. They are the attorney of the silence breakers. They're all incorporated as Jones Smithson. Yeah. Incorporated. You know, they formed an LLC to become one person. <laughs> It's it's like that that uh, that YouTube video of the guy who's trying to defend himself, but 
he's trying to say, like, no, I'm Terry Smith, the corporation. Terry Smith, the person, ran the stop sign, but I'm here to say that the corporation should not face any penalties, and the judge, like, traps him in his wordings until he's like, all right, I give up. (laughs) Hey, corporations are people. I hate that. You can't beat a judge, though, because they're trained in rhetoric. Yeah, and also, like, they they get to decide if you're bullshit- counts or not yeah like you're 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 arguing with the person who gets to do the sentencing and the ruling which i mean props to lawyers because they fight those dudes they fight that's that's the that's a relationship right lawyers actively dislike and fight judges that's not how it happens that's the relationship no the relationship is there are two lawyers they they both enter the thunderdome and then one leaves yeah Two lawyers enter, one judge leaves. <laughs> they become a judge. No, the judge is sitting on his throne with his with his wine goblet, with his with his thumb poised to go yay or nay. Mm-hmm. That must get really tiring keeping your thumb poised all the time. Well, that's you. You gotta buy one. You gotta like make an arm holder mm-hmm. to prop your arm o- up so you're not actually holding it. I remember the last time I was in court. The judge, like, fell asleep, so his hand kind of drifted into a thumbs down. Ooh, that's an unfortunate sentence. I think you can appeal that if you don't die instantly. Uh, he did die instantly? Oh, man. For traffic. The U.S. court system is messed up. Yeah, for all of our listeners outside of the United States, this is true and accurate. Yep. Don't look it up. Don't worry about it. We're your source of information. You listen to this podcast so you don't have to Google things. But wait, we actively encourage our listeners to look things up. And Not within the universe of the bit. Oh, no, but I don't want to compromise the podcast's moral standings for a bit. Okay, wait, let me fix it. We're outside of the bit. We're in real life now. We were in a bit? Yeah, we were in a bit that whole time. Wow. And you were there. And you were there. And oh, you were there. The winner of... Of the 2006 <laughs> Time Person of the Year was there? Yes. Oh my god. Because that's me. I was there. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> no, I understand. You think I should take that off my resume? No. Okay. Own it. Own it. Oh, what a crazy, weird podcast episode this is. Yeah, it seems like it's... I don't know. I feel like we had a lot of stuff going into it. Well, we, we've gotten through at least half of it now, and I think we got one segment left. Great. I hope that segment lasts the allotted time that we need it to last. <laughs> Whoa, it's gonna. Are you sure? Yeah. You want to do, you want to, I feel like I've been introducing all of the segments today. Okay, so we're going to get into a nice classic segment. A time-honored one, if you will. With a crisp new taste and a hot new flavor. How many times have I said time-honored? Quite a few. Is that the segment? Are we going to count how many times I've said time-honored? You know what the funny thing is? Is like if you had continued to do that, it probably would have come off as an in-joke. But when you call attention to the fact that you're not cognizant of how often you say time-honored, now you're the rube. Oh, I'm the rube? You're the rube. You're the Inner Mind's Eye 2006 rube winner. See, that's what they should do. They should do a person of the year and then a rube of the year. Yeah. Oh, that's what... Oh, they should, like... Oh, if you're, like, the person of the year, like, you look into the camera and it's a good picture. If you're the rube of the year, like, you've got a big dunce hat and, like... 
There's two separate versions of the magazine. One's a magazine that talks about the person of the year. The other one's just like a postcard that you open and it just plays like... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> anyway. You were doing uh, Price is Right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's, uh, here's, the, here's the segment I'd like to introduce. Okay. All right. Now, first verse same as the... F- second verse same as the first. This is a little segment called What... Did you watch? What did you watch? What did you watch? What did you watch? What did I watch? What did I watch? For those of you not familiar with this segment, and how is that even remotely possible, uh, this is a segment where we talk about things we experience with our eyes, nose, ears, or mouth, but not solely with our ears. Yep. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta use your eyes. Yeah. Eyes. It's what's for dinner. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, why? You really... That, that was a strong reaction to that. I don't that. like to think about eating eyes. Why? Ever since I watched Kazam. Wait, the, uh... What's Kazam? Kazam is the genie movie? The genie movie with, with, uh, the shack. Yeah. That's not... You don't call him the shack. <laughs> you know, the shack. Oh, God. I've gotten old. All right, John. Yeah. What did you watch? I watched a little movie... Um, made by Disney Pixar, uh, called Coco. Did you like it? Uh, I don't know. What did you watch? What did I watch? But that's not usually how it goes. Oh. I I didn't know if you wanted me to, like, uh, save my verdict. No, I loved it. He loved it. I really, really liked Coco. I liked Coco a lot. Uh, what did you like about it? Uh, number one, with a bullet, probably the most gorgeous Pixar thing I've ever seen. Even more... Gorgeous than The Incredibles? Even more gorgeous than The Incredibles. Except Mrs. Incredible, am I right? <laughs> yowza, bowza, yowza. Yow, wow, wow. You gotta have a gimmick. But The Incredibles was the first time they ever animated black, wet hair. Yeah. What? Where could they have gone? That yeah. was the pinnacle. <laughs> the, that was the top. How can you improve upon black wet hair? Just like how video games, the, uh, the the metric of quality is sweaty wrestler hair. Oh. Then <laughs> what? Okay, so like, let's the, not get distracted. Okay, okay. Coco, Coco that is really good. Why don't you walk us through a tiny bit of it? Like, break up a little piece of that Coco bar. Uh, so Coco is a movie about a young boy with a passion for music, raised in a family that has a dispassion for music and a preoccupation with shoes. That's right. They're, they're cobblers. They're cobblers by trade. Uh, and the main character of Coco, not named Coco, Coco is the name of his, like, great-grandmother... Correct. Uh, he loves music and wants to perform in a local talent show, I guess. I think it's a talent show. And he, his hero, uh, Ernesto de la Cruz, is buried in the town. And Ernesto de la Cruz is a famous musician. Uh, young boy breaks into Ernesto de la Cruz's uh, tomb, steals his guitar, and is transported to the land of the dead. All right, I think that's a pretty good premise. And then the things happen after that, but they would be spoilers. Yeah, I, I think that's where you can you can end cap it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he he just he steals a guitar. He steals a guitar, goes to the land of the dead, 
and it is god that mo- it's so pretty so, so what, what what's what makes you say it's so pretty like what what do you mean like pick pick a thing describe it so this is true of every pixar movie but the density of curated and crafted like texture in this movie is unbelievable like it would be one thing if he were to break into the tomb of Ernesto de la Cruz and see what is supposed to be an oil painting and it's just uh, like a picture or an artist's rendition but there is an oil painting that someone painted that is lit in such a way that you can see the texture of the paint on it. You know, things like individual flower petals are animated with loving detail and then when he's in the Land of the Dead... Everything is this inc- this incredible structure where everything is like built on top of each other, and it's this like weird bustling city where everything is made specifically to evoke a specific feeling, and then just like skin and light, it's just it's a technical marvel. <laughs> it's so pretty. So the entire presentation, but really the focusing on these details, these these little things that other productions might let slip by as just like set dressing you can tell they put a lot of care a lot of work into making it look as realistic or as as bright and colorful as possible and even things like the character of coco is a very old woman who is entering senility and the way that she is rendered so perfectly evokes the feeling of seeing a very old, genuine, actual human being. But, of course, her proportions are not what we would expect, because she's a cartoon character. But everything that they pour into this model is pitch perfect in in evoking the kind of, like, pitying despair you see. So you're talking about her chin hair? Yes. Because that's the one thing I noticed. I noticed she had chin hair. But it's like the chin hair, the wrinkles, the knuckles. It's a great looking... There are things like, you know, the the main character has a dimple on one side of his mouth and not on the other side. It's something you can't stop noticing once the movie brings it up. Oh yeah, because he he says dimple, no dimple, dimple, no dimple, dimple, no dimple. And then you see it for the rest of the movie. It's It's not as though that was for a bit and then it never came back. It came back because that's what the character looked like and also uh there's music in it and all the music is super catchy and great and oh I've, I've been singing remember me in my head ever since i saw it and the the cast is perfect a ton of people you've never heard of there's a, a <laughs> there's a great great number a, a great number of mexican goofs oh yeah you, you mean like specifically to like, like jokes from mexican culture yeah jo- the movie is so steeped in Mexican culture, it's unbelievable. Like, if any other studio had tried to do this, no producer would have let them. Why Why? why do you say that? Because if you're going to make... Uh, let's take something that we were talking about after we left the movie there. Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo and the Two Strings, which seemed Japanese. Yeah, very, very good movie uh, made by Laika. But the cast is kind of star-studded. Really uh, minimal amount of Asians. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But are you trying to say that Matthew McConaughey is a star? Yeah. Are you trying to say that... Who else is in that movie? Uh, I don't know. 
old British man is a star. Uh, yeah. Are you trying to say that, I want to say Catherine Zeta-Jones, but that's not who it was, is a star? Yeah. Oh. But if you look at something like Kubo and the Two Strings, there is no way you can pitch that movie to a studio and say, I want to have an entirely Asian cast and and fill this movie with jokes about, like, Chinese or Japanese culture. No yeah. studio would let that happen. Yeah, because they, they would be like, well, how are you going to get people in the seats? Mm-hmm. But if you're Pixar and you say, I want a movie that celebrates Mexican culture, they're like, whatever, dude. Whatever you make is going to make a trillion dollars. <laughs> no, I, it was very refreshing to see the cast list and not... Like, for the first time in a long time, I didn't recognize any names. Yeah, I didn't recognize a single name. A couple sounded kind of familiar, but I have no idea from where. There was one name I recognized, but that's because he's in every Pixar movie. But if you look at... If you look at Coco, it is, to my knowledge, the first big budget... Big budget? Big budget. Big budget animated movie. With multiple and quality Frida Kahlo jokes. Frida Kahlo? Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo? Yeah. I don't know who that is, other than if she's an artist. Did you watch the movie? I did watch it the movie. should have given you a pretty good idea. She was an artist. Yes. That's all I got from the movie. No spoilers. And the, the music's so good, and the story's so good. It has great great peaks in its storytelling it has like a a twist that's told convincingly and encapsulated in most of the things that i liked about the movie it has this really healthy kind of cheeky take on death yeah that's one of the things i really liked about it and one of the things i really like about mexican culture um how they treat death because it's a celebration. They're inviting their their past loved ones to to come visit with them for one day of this year to kind of like in a way catch up and like see how everybody's doing, see how their family's doing, and, and to give them like the sweets and breads and stuff that they they probably can't get in the afterlife because mm-hmm. I don't I don't I didn't see any like wheat being grown down there. It's just afterlife customs. Yeah, just a, you know, it's just different. But this movie does such a good thing and that presenting death as like not something to be sad over or not something to be afraid of there there is a you know a moment where seeing a skeleton is scary but then you realize a skeleton is your friend and it's something that has changed dramatically over time that we can see disney be okay with you know putting a movie out that does kind of celebrate and poke fun at death when traditionally uh, the take on death that Disney has had is extremely European, very fatalistic, very dramatic. If you look at basically any animated Disney movie, death is treated like the worst, most dramatic, most life-ruining thing you can possibly imagine. Yeah, death is a catalyst for change in a lot of these Disney movies. Like, you know, spoiler alert, but Mufasa dying is... it. It changes Simba's life. Mm-hmm. But death and Kuko... What? I tried to say Kubo and Kuko. Kubo and Kuko. Coco. Coco. Oh my gosh. Death and Coco is just a part of life. It's, it's not this huge catalyst of, of change. It's just an aspect of, of their everyday or yearly 
culture. And within a few minutes of the movie starting, you see Ernesto Dela Cruz get crushed to death by a giant bell. <laughs> it's I'm laughing about it now, but watching it happen, I was sort of horrified that they showed that. Which is great, though. It's great that a movie that effectively is paid for by Disney can make you go, oh. Yeah, and... Oh, but that's spoilers. We can't talk about that. Don't talk about that? But yeah, there, there were things that... there. Disney delved into topics that we've only seen being portrayed by animal characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like Scar and his brother, Mufasa. Oh! You know, stuff like that. But we saw humans do this with very ill intent. Yeah, and uh, in general, Coco kind of, you know, pitches to a wider... Not a wider. Pitches to a, a more adult audience, or at least... They trust kids with more information than most Disney movies would. Because people, like, drink alcohol and make dirty jokes and... There was alcohol in that movie? Yeah. Where? When he, uh... When Hector was bringing the shot glasses to his friend. There was alcohol in that movie. Take that, four kids. Yeah, eat it for kids. The, you know, the people who do all... They translate all the the animation. Home for Infinite Losers. One Piece? No idea. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, no, the, the Pixar was very trusting with this movie. They, they, I feel like I feel like because they knew that it was going to be a hit, they got away with more things. Which, if we keep this going, we're going to have movies with a lot more texture to show our kids. Yeah, more... Let, let's just let them experience life in a way that... Because you can't curate... Real life events. So why are we curating our our subjects? I almost wish that I'd seen this in a movie theater with children. Yeah, that might be interesting. Because I'd love to... Because one thing that I've noticed going to a lot of Pixar movies is kids are pretty vocal about how things make them feel. I want to hear parents gasp. Yes, same. And be like, oh my god. But see, like, it's weird because American culture is like... Violence is fine. Show all the gore and blood you want on television. But the second we get to nudity, uh-uh, that's not, can't do that. Mm-hmm. So maybe they would be fine seeing the guy being crushed by a bell. Maybe. In a way, it kind of harkens back to watching our cartoon characters get flattened by pianos and Advils. But they didn't die. That's true. They didn't die. They were just squashed and flat and they came out. And sometimes they would they would stretch out like an accordion. But Ernesto de la Cruz was crushed and flat forever. That's true. I don't know. May, I, we should go back to straight white middle-aged men and go be in a theater with kids. Yeah. We're not middle-aged. Uh, one of us might be. Yeah, depending on when we die. Oh. So yeah, Coco is good and I'd recommend it. I also recommend Coco. I feel like you should see it in theaters... Because I don't know if the Blu-rays or DVDs are going to be able to capture that beauty, that splendor, the bright Technicolor colors. Probably not technically Technicolor, but you know what I mean. If you can go and see it in Alamo Draft House on a big old screen with a big old burger, recommend. We didn't eat at the Alamo Draft House that time we saw it. Yeah, but I could have eaten the they're burger not, while I watched Coco. They're not paying. We don't have a sp- We should get a sponsor. From the Alamo Draft House. Free movies. Free movies for life. Instant top brass status. So go see Coco. Agreed.
Dot com. It's only for the price of a movie ticket. <laughs> what? That's how many cups of coffee is that? I need a point of reference. It depends on what kind of coffee. Oh, but that's not how those go. Oh, for only twelve cups of coffee, free cocoa. <laughs> if you give the person at the movie theater twelve cups of coffee, they will let you in for free. That is an industry secret. <laughs> you have to bring them all at once, though. Yeah, no, not over time. No, we're, we're saying. Come with armfuls of coffee and just sort of like present them and raise your eyebrows like, ah? Uh? It's it's no good to Kevin if you bring them in sequence. You need to bring them all at once for Kevin. Yeah, he needs them. Kevin needs them. He's got a caffeine deficiency. So, uh, go see Coco. Kevin needs them. Yes, go see Coco. Hashtag Kevin needs them. Oh boy, this, uh, this podcast episode really got away from us, didn't it? It did, but don't worry... Because there we have a whole nother half of this, this, uh, what what did you watch? Oh, you're right, because you didn't do one. I, did I thought Coco was your one. No, Coco was yours. Oh, boy. I want to talk about something okay. that I've been watching with my girlfriend. Oh, no, let me guess. What? Is it dark? No. Is it? That's pretty much my only guess. <laughs> uh, we just finished the first season. Oh, Daisy. Of that hit sitcom that you have heard of, but maybe never watched, Cheers. Oh, Cheers! Where everybody knows your name. Everyone in my life is doing this to me right now. Norm. Norm! So yeah, we just we just finished the first season of Cheers, which debuted sometime in the 1980s. I don't know, late 1980s. Sure. 1980, let's say, I want to say four. I'm definitely, yeah, that's not late, and I would definitely not say late 1980s. Like I said, late 1980s. And I was surprised, John, by a few of the topics covered in, the, in these episodes. Did you know that in season one of Cheers, they did a, they did a whole episode on accepting... Homosexuals. Really? Really. Back all the way in 1982? Back all the way in 1982. Thanks for looking it up. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. I was... This was aired on television. Mm Mm-hmm. And they got renewed. For many seasons. Eleven. That's many. (laughs) It was crazy. Like, they tackled, like... Uh, like pageantry, like women, like a women contest. What what am I trying to say here? Contests of women. Yeah, where they're not judged by their character, but judged by their personalities and features and whatnot. Yeah. They tackled that. They t- they just like a bunch of weird things, and I'm like, this is just supposed to be some sitcom that came on once a week, and they're tacking tackling social issues. I, uh, I've never seen all of Cheers in a serial format as an adult. Yeah. But I remember from my, like, formative years of watching Cheers, my formative Cheers years, that it did seem like a relatively progressive show. I thought it was, this was just like your, your, the show that your mom and dad watched and they're staunch Republicans and so it just conformed to their views, kind of like uh, Last Man Standing. What's that? That's the, uh, you know how Tim Allen did Home Improvement and he had three Oh, sons. Home Improvement for Neocons. Yeah, this was, this was, he had three daughters and he was staunchly Republican in every sense of the word. Oh. 
It was bad. That sounds really bad. It was awful. I don't know why that was a thing. Why would anyone want to look at Tim Allen's face any more than they absolutely have to? That's what I'm saying. So I, I thought it was kind of like that, where it's like, oh, it's, you know... Oh, fucking, like, oh, up. man, it's a society where men are becoming less... I'm the last man standing. I'm Tim Allen. Well, yeah, that, 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 that is that is sort fucking of the underlying message. Boy, I hate that. Yeah. Sorry. So I, th- I thought Cheers might be in the similar vein, where it's like, oh, it's the good old times. It's your mom and pop show. It's It's a bar, but everyone's conservative. But it's not. Thank God. Yeah. And I'm 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 liking these characters. It also features a character. Or no, sorry. It also features an actor who's in every Pixar movie. Oh, uh, is that Ted Danson? Ted Danson is not in every Pixar movie. John Favreau. Nope. You're close with the first name. John Landau. I don't know who that is. Was he the pig? The pig. Yeah. What's his name? John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger. He was in Coco. I, really? His name was in it. I don't know who he played. Oh, what if he was like the big puma monster? That would be funny because the big puma monster didn't speak. Maybe he was the dog. Its name was Pepita. Pepita. Pumpkin seed. Is that what that means? That's adorable. So yeah, cheers. I, I We're only in season one. Maybe it gets worse. The, you know, the... Spoilers for a sitcom that came out 30 years ago. We're just spoiling things that came out 30 years ago left and right. The episode needs to be spoilers for everything that came <laughs> out 30 years ago. Um, but yeah, so they do the will they won't they between Sam and Diane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's supposed to be this famous classic trope that, that has been echoed throughout the eons. Mm-hmm. They get together in the, in the, the first season. Really? I don't know what's going to happen. I think it keeps being a thing. They keep that fire burning hot. So, like, something's going to happen to split them apart, and then they're going to come back together. Is this going to be the Ross and Rachel of 30 years ago? Probably. Did Ross and Rachel get together? Yeah. Oh, my God. Spoilers for a thing that came out 20 years ago. No. This is unprecedented. John, no. I'm not referring to any sort of specific, but over the course... Of the series, yes, they do get together. Yeah. That's common. Everyone's born knowing that. Look, we have spoiled The Great Gatsby, (laughs) the first season of Cheers. Oh, no. uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Friends, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Unless we're talking about Frasier. No, what? Is there a Ross and Rachel and Frasier? In a way. There's a Ross and Rachel in every show. No, there's a Sam and Diane. Oh. They did it first. You're right. There's a Casablanca. Spoilers, they don't get together. No! 50 years ago! <laughs> We're spo- it's a century of spoilers. Right, they don't get together, right? Because he's, he's like, we'll always have Paris, and then she gets on a plane. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's like, play it again, Sam. I've never watched that movie. Yeah, who needs it? Rosebud was the sleigh. Sled. Spoilers Bro- for Citizen Kane! <laughs> All right, so watch Cheers, maybe not. Watch The Good Place, that's probably the Cheers of our time. Yeah, The Good Place. Subtitle, now we riffing. <laughs> oh, I feel like we've lost everything. This, this. Uh, would you recommend Cheers? I would recommend Cheers, but also just watch The Good Place instead. The Good Place is really good. Have you seen that second season? Not yet, no. No, I haven't. I haven't either. <laughs> Don't spoil it, it only came out a year ago. Oh. 
Yeah, oh man. Wait, it came out this year. It would be unbelievable if I just spoiled the ending of the first season of The Good Place on there. Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, that would be incredible. Because that... You can't do that. No, like... If after an episode of us spoiling old things and people thought they were safe, wouldn't it be crazy if I was like... Wouldn't it be crazy if I did that? That would hypothetically be crazy, John. Yeah, but like... That's a- completely hypothetical, conditional statement that you said, that would be crazy. Yeah, but like, what if? What if? Yeah, yes, if what, what if? Thank God it wasn't that. Yeah, not gonna do that, though. You wanna do social media? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Have you finished the first season? Yes! Okay, good. So, uh... But our listeners might not have. I don't know. If I react, <laughs> it only gives you credence. So, uh, anyway. Uh, if you want to send us your favorite spoilers to things that you know we love and haven't finished, uh, you can send those to zerocreditsisapodcast at gmail.com, uh, and you can spoil everything that I love. And if you want to tweet your spoilers at us in 280 characters, we will retweet those spoilers at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. And that stands for Henry. That stands for ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. That was just the first letter. Okay. What's the C stand for? Come on! (laughs) All right, enough of that. And uh, you can find us on Facebook for searching by searching for Zero Credits Podcast in the Facebook search bar. We stream video games on twitch.tv slash zero credits sometimes. And is that it? Uh, like, comment, subscribe on iTunes. And tell your friends, word of mouth. If you just, if you put words from your mouth into your friends. Yeah, so if you do word of mouth, your friends will love it. Your friends love your mouth. We're, they're going to love your mouth. I guarantee it. <laughs> Men's warehouse. They're going to love your mouth. I guarantee it. And don't forget, in addition to all those spoilers, you can send us the three categories or any ca- any number of categories you want to hear us discuss for the best worst of 2017. And don't worry, you're going to be in the blast. You're going to be in the blast. You're going to be in the blast. It's a blast from the spoiler-filled past. And you don't have to submit just one. You can submit ten. Submit up to ten. Only three will be chosen. Submit up to twenty. Submit up to twenty. Only three will be chosen. Not of your twenty, but of the total number. But the more you submit, the higher the likelihood that you will have one chosen. And you will know that. You will know that we chose your thing. Yeah. We should... Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) From everyone here at Zero Credit Studios, we want to wish you a happy week. Later. Bye. This episode sucked. (laughs) No, it didn't. Oh. Oh.